This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I'm Sam Sachs. I'm Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of the Sentinel Fort in Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. Bit of a uh, darkened studio right now from the rainstorm over D.C. We also have a uh, new front-facing camera temporarily today. And uh, my mouth cam has been disabled. We do have the Sam Knight mouth cam. Hey. The Sam Sachs mouth cam uh, is is right here. Um, we can't use it because I'm currently I'm currently awaiting an important text message on a on a holiday delivery. We'll just say that a holiday delivery that I might have to jump out and collect <laughs> during this show. This sh- this should have been delivered an hour ago, but here we are. So I, I might hop out at any point during the show. This is what Sam happens. I might take it over for my holiday delivery. This is what happens when the cops bust the uh, local holiday <laughs> store. Yeah. It inc- inconveniences everybody. This is the result. Excuse me. This is the result. All right. Uh, yeah. As I said, last newscast uh, of the year, we're going to have a Sentinel cast coming out for subscribers uh, tomorrow. And then we're going on a bit of a hiatus until the until the new session of Congress comes back. So around the first week of January, we'll be back. Uh, I'm not going to Florida. I see there's some chat in the uh, in the chat room. I will not be going to Florida. I will be going to West Virginia, spending some time there. Are you going anywhere? Yes, but uh, like for day trips. Mm. Day tripper over here. Day 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 tripping. Nice. Do, doing those day trips. <laughs> So uh, on tomorrow's Sentinel cast, we're going to have some details about some exciting new things that we're unveiling next year, some schedule changes um, that subscribers are going to want to know about. So uh, stay tuned for tomorrow. Uh, Fun stuff happening in the new year. So it's a good time to subscribe to the Sentinel. That's right. Uh, Keeping that content fresh. We got to sometimes, you know, it's it, it, it. Making content is kind of like making a salad dressing where you have oil and you have vinegar and uh, sometimes you got to shake it up every now and again. Uh, Otherwise, it gets layered. Yeah. So we're going to shake it up a bit. Uh, Hey, if you're a subscriber and you haven't gotten your garbage can nominees in yet, go ahead and do it now. uh, It pained me to do it, to put Glenn Greenwald in the uh, garbage can for the art on the post today, but I felt like it was it was it was fine this week. It doesn't mean he's going to get thrown in the garbage can. That's up to you guys whether you nominate him and then vote for him. But look, the 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 proof is in the pudding, and in this case, the pudding is Glenn's meltdown about why boycotting Tucker Carlson sponsors uh, is bad. Yeah. All right, we've got some haikus to get to later in the show, but first, it's Thursday, December twentieth, twenty eighteen. Here's. The news. More cruelties inflicted at the southern border during an oversight hearing. Department of Homeland Security Secretary Kirsten Nielsen announced a new policy that would see asylum seekers turned away and told to live in Mexico while their claims are processed. That applies to individuals who aren't even from Mexico. 
This comes one day after a federal court said the Trump administration was in violation of the law due to a previous attack on asylum seekers. Trump tried to prohibit those fleeing domestic violence or gang violence from receiving asylum, but that was struck down. Now, the legality of this latest proposal to essentially turn Mexico into a waiting room for U.S. asylum seekers, well, that is also in question. But the brutality of the current anti-immigration regime was on full display during Thursday's hearing before the House Judiciary Committee featuring testimony from Secretary Nielsen. Here's Rep. Cicilloni, Cicilloni, Rep. Cicilloni, I guess, Ciccolini. I'll go with Cicilline. Here's Rep. Cicilline <laughs> uh, questioning uh, Nielsen about detainee deaths. As you sit here today, you do not know how many human beings have died while in the custody of the department that you lead. And you, in preparation for today's hearing, you didn't ascertain that number, but you don't know it today? I, I don't have an exact figure for you. Do you have a rough idea? Uh, sir, what I can tell you I'm is... I'm talking about people who have died in your custody. You don't have the number? I will get back to you with the number. Okay. <laughs> Look, uh, the only way you don't know that number is if that number is too high to remember off, off the top of your head or if you're deliberately trying to obscure what's happening here and you don't want to reveal the number in public because we know if the number was zero... Kirsten Nielsen would be happy to say zero, zero, but we know the number is not zero. We know that last month, a seven-year-old girl from Guatemala died in Customs and Border Patrol custody. We've heard other horror stories since then about kids almost dying or getting sick. So we know the number is not zero, and it's pretty damn scary that we don't know what the number is and that the Department of Homeland Security doesn't want to reveal it in public settings to lawmakers. On Thursday, Rep. Rahul Grijalva joined a growing number of voices demanding an independent investigation into that seven-year-old's death. Uh, we'll see where this goes from here. As expected, the Trump administration is attempting to tighten food stamp work requirements after Congress refused to include such proposals in the recently passed Farm Bill. Today, the Department of Agriculture unrolled its plan in a press release saying that food stamps should be, quote, a second chance, not a way of life. This is a program that pays out about $1.40 for an average meal. I don't think too many people are thinking of it as a way of life. Anyway, the proposed rule change would uh, limit when states can apply for waivers to work requirements. Currently, able-bodied, unemployed adults without dependents can only get food stamps for three months. Then 20-hour-per-week work requirements kick in. States can get exemptions from these restrictions if their economy is worse than the national average. But if the Trump administration gets its way, those restrictions will be sharply narrowed. Bernie Sanders responded by saying, quote, we should be expanding programs like food stamps that lift people out of poverty, not making them even harder to access. He also said, quote, let's be absolutely clear about what Trump is doing with his latest food stamps work requirements rule. He is attacking the poor. This is true. Trump is also, however, trying to benefit the managerial class by making people as desperate as possible to sell their labor. And I uh, think it's also important to note that here. Uh, either way, hopefully a judge rules that the food stamp proposal is illegal and also tells Trump 
that he has a bad dick. <laughs> I was trying to think of a way I could uh, make that story a little more funny because it's obviously it's a, it's a very grim subject matter. So threw in, threw in the old bad dick joke there. You nailed it. <laughs> Time to take a break from the newscast and read some poetry for our new subscribers on Patreon, patreon.com slash district sentinel. Sign up for five bucks a month and you get a haiku written by one of the two Sams and read on air. I'll go ahead and get us started here. This one goes out to Rob. Hey, is it normal that the stock market is down like 10,000 points? Thank you, Rob. Next, and finally, this is for Patrick. That classic feeling when you feel like fucking shit just a goddamn turd. <laughs> Thank you, Patrick. Thank you to all the new subscribers on Patreon. Patreon.com slash District Sentinel. <laughs> Moving right along. The president is committed to shutting down the government for the holidays. Take away our haiku banner there. Lawmakers have until Friday to come up with a spending package, any spending package, and pass it and get the president to sign it before large chunks of the federal government will shut down. We're talking like uh, 500,000 people uh, furloughed, another several hundred thousand people working without pay. The Senate did pass a short-term funding measure last night on Wednesday night that would have kept the government open through February, which is pretty long. Normally, they've been doing this stuff on like a three-week basis. This would have kept the government open until February. Uh, the measure was expected to easily pass the House, but hopes of averting government shutdown dimmed dramatically on Thursday when President Trump summoned House Republican leadership, lame duck Speaker Paul Ryan, and soon-to-be minority leader Kevin McCarthy to the White House. Trump told them that he will not sign on to the Senate deal since it doesn't include the $5 billion he wants for border security. At which point, Paul Ryan could have told the president to uh, go handle this himself because he's about to retire from Congress and doesn't have to deal with this bullshit anymore, Paul Ryan. But instead, Ryan said, okay, and he told reporters that they're going back to work to add the $5 billion to the proposal, which will then, of course, sink it, if not in the House, then definitely in the Senate. So I don't see any way this is avoided at this point. Looks like a shutdown for Christmas. Finally, stock prices tumbled again today, continuing a recent downward trend. The Dow Jones Industrial Average was down 2% or about 500 points just before 3 p.m. The slide means the key benchmark has fallen 3,000 points since the start of December. U.S. oil prices were also down today by 4%. The sell-off comes with Washington grip by shutdown jitters. It also comes one day after the Federal Reserve hiked key interest rates again. Fed governors voted to increase the federal funds rate by a quarter of a percentage point to 2.5%. President Trump tried to no avail to stop the Fed from hiking interest rates through the only way he knows how, by posting. He tweeted, quote, I hope the people over at the Fed will read today's Wall Street Journal edition before they make yet another mistake. Also, don't let the market become any more illiquid than it already is. Stop with the 50 Bs. Feel the market. Don't just go by meaningless numbers. Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. 
50 B's, uh, by the way, is a reference, evidently is a reference to the Fed uh, selling up to $50 billion in assets per month. But I I thought it was just Trump's brain short-circuiting for a second. But no, it's just uh, financial jargon. Anyway, about half of Americans don't own any stock. The top 10% of Americans own 84% of all stock. So... At least some of the worst people in the country are eating shit hardest today. <laughs> I can get behind that. Still, it's uh, you know the worst day as a, a uh, wealthy stock owner is still better than the uh, best day for many other people. True. What I'm saying is we need to take more of their money, all of their money. Yeah, I can get behind that. Uh, luckily, I've just got an update from my uh, holiday delivery driver here, and... Uh, they're stuck in traffic, so uh, <laughs> looks like I won't need to run out. Looks like the show will not be interrupted, and looks like we didn't set up the mouth cam for no reason. For no reason. We could have had the mouth cam going. For no reason. Uh, I apologize. For I, I can uh, banter on the stuff that I was going to read. Oh, yeah, what, uh, what, what did you want to talk about in case I had to run out? Well, it was I couldn't help but notice that outgoing Senator Claire McCaskill was having an accident uh, today. <laughs> In an interview on, I guess it was the, the the New York Times podcast, she was asked about pro-abortion activists who criticized her for not being more vocal, uh, included in her response, which turned into a tirade, quote, shame on them if they don't know my voting record, shame on them that they're not working as hard as they can for me. Uh, also, when asked what she wants to say to these critics, McCaskill said, uh, quote, shut up. <laughs> Can't believe she lost. I can't can't believe i can't figure it out either anyway yeah, she seems to be uh handling handling the uh the loss pretty well yeah have, having a normal one it uh, looks like luke's just popping in the chat room he said he forgot about the piss stream how could luke forget about the piss stream he's usually the first one in the chat room saying good morning to everybody yeah he in fact he, he said it today he said good morning last sentinel of 2018 and uh he forgot about the piss stream anyway well, it's all right, Luke. We'll forgive you. Um, I guess that'll about do it for the show. Uh, we, we ran it a bit short because I guess uh, I thought I might have to run out. <laughs> run out to get your uh, Run out to get uh, my holiday stuff at any point. But hey, uh, the newscast, some version of it, will be back next year. The two Sams will be back uh, next year. Sentinelcast will be back tomorrow. So tune in for that Call the rant line 202-684-6108. Wish us a happy holidays and we'll play your holiday messages next year. Thanks to our sponsor, the Congressional Dish Podcast, hosted by Jen Briney. Find it at congressionaldish.com. Subscribe at patreon.com slash district sentinel if you haven't already. We've got a bunch of exciting new stuff coming in the new year. We're here in DC mostly. We'll be leaving a I'll be leaving for a little bit during the holidays. Sam will hold it down here in D.C. so that you don't have to be. 